Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished musician from Singapore, Mr. Chen Zhangyi. Zhangyi, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ashutosh. Uh, Zhangyi is a musician, Straits Times defined him as a breath of fresh air on our musical landscape. BBC Radio 3 describes his music from a voice of the future. He's collaborated with the leading symphonies and orchestras from around the world, and he's been recognized, awarded, and felicitated several times. So Zangi, uh, let's start talking about your music. Tell me about your journey as a musician. Yeah, sure. So, um, actually, uh, as an artist, I I, I grew up um, with visual arts. Actually, I, I when I was young, I learned uh, you know like Chinese painting and calligraphy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it through you know five six years of my primary school life, and then uh, at about ten nine or ten years old, I started learning violin, and and that uh, got me hooked into uh, music. So I kind of transferred uh, art forms to music yeah. and I was uh, obsessed with uh, with music um, through my teens and obviously uh, 20s and 30s yeah. and, and, and um, so I, I went to I went to um, the conservatory of music at Singapore mm-hmm. uh, Yongsuto conservatory of music uh, that's um, where I teach now mm-hmm. and in between I went to um, the Peabody School of Music, Peabody Conservatory mm-hmm. at Baltimore, uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did my master's and uh, doctorate over that uh, in composition and uh, music theory, pedagogy. So I, I've been back in Singapore for maybe seven, eight years okay. teaching. Uh, yeah, wonderful. And at what stage uh, of your life or did you realize that you wanted to make a career out of your passion? Yeah, good question. Um, I th- I think um, I think fifteen. That was uh, I have clear memory of that, mm-hmm. and of course uh, in that in the previous life, uh, I I won a little arts award, painting award at, okay. at age ten, and then uh, the interviewer asked me, so what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> and then what do you say? I I said I wanted to be an artist uh-huh. uh, of some sort, uh-huh. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so fifteen, that is yeah, mm-hmm. uh, to be sure that I wanted to be a musician. And as they say, the rest of course is history, right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Zangi, you, you represent Singaporean culture in your music. Uh, please help me understand what do you do, and especially for our global audience. And if you could give me some examples, that would be wonderful. Yes, uh, it's, it's a passion of mine uh, within my body of work mm-hmm. and uh, nowadays I am uh, for the past 10 years I've been working on writing operas mm-hmm. so like little um, musicals mm-hmm. kind of in a classical sense yeah. uh, where there's a, there's a narrative there are characters in play and so I have this um, set of work this cycle of work called the Singapore Trilogy mm-hmm. which has three parts yeah. and each part um, is focused on one different um, Singaporean obsession. Uh, mm-hmm. So there is food, 
mm. uh, within laksa cantata. Laksa is a type of like yeah. a, a spicy noodle. I, I'm sure you know what it is. And uh, so no, I, I know because I've lived in Singapore for seven years. But do keep oh, talking. Have you? Okay. But do keep talking ah, yes. about uh, everything because a lot of my audience may not have. So yes, laksa uh, laksa is this this very yummy, delicious food. Uh, that is a, a kind of mixture of a lot of uh, different cultures within the Southeast Asia region, mm. region and it's spices and there's noodles and different places have different styles of laksa like there's the famous Penang laksa and then I think in different parts of Malaysia there's different styles of laksa in Singapore it's the curry type of laksa mm. and, and there's the shrimp paste and there's a shrimp there's like tofu tofu there's uh, this flowing bihun so it's, it's very yummy and mm. we, we decided to uh, call our piece uh, laksa cantata based on Bach's uh, coffee cantata mm -hmm. so where the music and the food uh, savory senses come together so oh. that's one um, and the second one was based on shopping and mm. you know Singapore is a it's a nice place to shop and a, yeah. a lot of us like to hang out in shopping malls so window shopping is is this piece mm. uh, based on this pastime of course we, we borrow these little things that are we identify as singaporean mm. and then of course we we weave a story around it and that yeah. becomes the opera yeah and the third one comes back to um coffee mm -hmm. which is a uh, coffee for one and mm. it's actually a fam familial uh, story and a kopitiam mm. so it's a coffee shop yeah. mm. uh, setting and there's three characters the father the daughter and the the server the waitress the or the kopitiam auntie mm. the, which is the coffee shop auntie so so it's 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 comical and it's touching at the same time so we so so these are some of the subject matter i i use within the the operas to convey and to kind of show the world um what singaporean yes. culture is well since i've lived in singapore for so many years there's one other thing i'm hoping you'll write as a uh, the fourth one, and I add on to your trilogy, which is the Kiasu uh, nature of singing. Kiasu. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. That's a good one. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll take notes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Zangi, uh, tell me about some of your more memorable can uh, concerts and what goes into curating a concert. Um, so, so the trilogy definitely counts as one of these milestones within my career. So in 2018, all three were performed on a single night um, over a weekend. So uh, that was very memorable. Um, some uh, of the curating uh, process, well, it was it was done by a local uh, opera company group called Larietta, and they had they had. Uh, the curation that included multi-sensory and then we, we uh, collaborated with an artist for the visual, the set, and then we, we uh, got sponsors from like uh, uh, um, FMB companies like Yakun, which serves like Kopi and stuff. And then a little like Nonya um, Gues from yeah. this famous traditional shop. So there's, there was this fourth dimension of, of uh, food and taste, mm. which was added into this uh, curating experience of a concert. Mm. So that was uh, quite a big highlight of my career. Mm. Uh, the other ones would be um, 
in 2011, mm -hmm. uh, I had two big breaks that year. And one was uh, working with the London Symphony at the Abbey Road Studio. And I won a little competition and the prize was to have a recording being played by the orchestra. Mm -hmm. And there was also a choir. So that was uh, Ariana's Love, based mm -hmm. on Greek mythology. That mm -hmm. was one of my uh, first big breaks. In that same year, I had another break, big break in, in Japan, mm -hmm. and that was myself conducting the orchestra, Tokyo Philharmonic, mm -hmm. um, of my orchestral piece called Rain Tree, um, which is based on a Singaporean poem. And if you've lived in Singapore, you will know it's everywhere. Rain Tree is this like umbrella-shaped tree, and it provides a lot of shape. And um, so in the orchestral work, there are three movements where I depict different mm -hmm. qualities of this uh, kind of man-made nature where we, we've planted a lot of this kind of trees uh, all throughout the city. So so that's where the Singaporeanness comes into the orchestral and instrumental music. Fantastic. So uh, are you seeing young Singaporeans taking up classical music uh, more now? I'm because I'm why I'm asking you because in India we begin to see a lot of young Indians. When I say young, I'm talking of eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, actually taking up a lot of Indian classical music. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. I I'm not sure about the numbers, whether there's more or less. Okay. Um but definitely there is a constant uh, uh, flow of of uh, young people mm. wanting to learn music and uh, different styles of music, could mm. be traditional music, could be um, class Western classical music, could be Chinese mm. music. So uh, myself, I, I've, uh, my main instrument was the violin, mm. and I uh, ventured out into viola. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was 17 or 18, I, I did have a half a year of uh, study with, uh, with a Carnatic violinist. Mm -hmm. So, so wow. that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, time for me and I learned a, a little bit about Carnatic music so okay. so that was that, that that is kind of the environment in Singapore where mm. we have many many different cultures and opportunities to learn about this uh, Southeast Asian or, or we say Nanyang styles yeah. uh, where everything comes together where it could be the music it could be the art it could be the food and so all this comes together as fantastic uh, cultural um fantastic i agree kind of, uh, and yet uh, you know what happens is that interpretation of uh, music changes across the whole world and yet we all all kinds of music has the same set of notes or, you know not not completely but predominantly the same seven uh, seven notes of sare gama uh, and uh, I wanted to ask you, how do you synthesize your music across cultures? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> so, um, some uh, in some pieces in uh, or some operas that I've been writing more recently, I I tried to uh, a confluence of Southeast Asian uh, and perhaps some uh, Chinese, some Malay, mm. and some Indonesian influences within the music. Mm. So uh, I call it the new Nanyang style, uh, but 
because the newness comes from uh, how, how we as contemporary artists create and interact with these influences. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the original uh, Nanyang style was a uh, visual uh, style with uh, you know, painters like Liu Kang and all those uh, people. Georgette Chen mm-hmm. went to Bali and uh, different places. They have Western influences, techniques, and mm-hmm. Eastern uh, thematic uh, materials. Mm-hmm. And they put that together, we, we get some sort of uh, original Nanyang style. So that's some of my approach. And uh, in fact, uh, in one of the reviews of, uh, of, of a piece that I, I wrote for the Singapore Symphony, mm-hmm. um, Singapore Symphony did a Europe tour and they asked me to write a piece for that tour. So we, they toured um, maybe five, six countries and, and played uh, my piece um, called the Ethereal Symphony. Mm-hmm. That piece was um, commented as being uh, past the obvious kind of re- referencing of this this, this, this different little mm-hmm. um, elements of cultures uh, where we just um, embrace this modernity or embrace this uh, kind of uh, being uh, in a cosmopolitan Singapore. So if you think about the Changi Airport, the jewel, yeah. or you think about the uh, Marina Bay Sands, that ship on, on top of the three towers, that is kind of the Singaporeanness of the now, of the 21st century. And uh, in, in a sense, we, uh, in the arts, we, we can also do that. Um, we, we just, uh, without being overly um, obvious in our referencing, uh, and it's just we just create and and that is uh perhaps uh singaporean style my next question to you is how is technology changing music a lot a lot um how technology is changing music um so in the past two years um a lot of my colleagues uh, performers composers um presenters have turned to the digital format mm-hmm. and with uh, some help from the Singapore government the, there were a lot of grants being lo- rolled out mm-hmm. so a lot of projects have been trans, uh, transferred into digital projects and a new uh, new genres kind of appeared so in some of these recent operas I wrote they are written f- to be filmed and uh, either it's on a set or it's uh, they, they film it outdoors mm-hmm. um, so one one of it was a COVID opera called mm-hmm. um, Panic Love okay it's about social distancing mm-hmm. so that was uh, imagined as a mm-hmm. opera film right. there is a Kampong Spirit which is mm-hmm. Kampong it means a village mm-hmm. so the Kampong Spirit means this spirit where the community comes together and helps each other yeah. and so that one is the one with the new Nanyang style that mm. one was also filmed and also includes some sort of uh, mm. animation mm. Uh, with the acting from the singers and so on so uh, a lot of these operas were conceptualized as films and then now we are exiting the COVID period, so then hopefully it returns back to the stage. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, there is also a lot of uh, discussion about how important music is 
uh, in for corporate managers, for entrepreneurs, for startup founders, etc. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on how can music um, support uh, a lot of these individuals who lead such stressful lives. Um, there, there are many um, there are many ways music can come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the traditional uh, forms of uh, experiencing music might be going to the concert hall, might be uh, attending a concert, uh, but a lot of new um, uh, programs uh, are ex- uh, exploring like playlists where you can perhaps listen to. Uh, um, some new newer selection of music mm-hmm. based on your taste. Uh, f- perhaps if you like uh, French music, mm. you can uh, you can choose like as if you're on mm-hmm. Singapore Airlines. You choose yeah. the kind of playlist you want. That could be uh, some of the this corporate um, manners of uh, in uh, incorporating music mm. in their uh, kind of uh, training mm. uh, or staff development. Oh, uh, also there are I know that my colleagues some of these conductors they they, they do workshops with the corporate mm-hmm. uh, companies mm-hmm. where they bring in a group of musicians that say a string quartet mm-hmm. and then they work uh, they, they do a workshop with the staff where they use the musical setting the the dynamics, the hierarchy, mm. and the different parts that is in play within music, mm. to uh, let the staff experience leadership and supporting roles, leading roles, and uh, that kind of. Um, I'm I'm not hundred percent sure what goes on there, but that mm-hmm. is a thing being done as a kind of a workshop mm. so there are many many ways obviously to incorporate music and, uh, and and now that we can go to concerts again uh, it, it is really a social thing where uh, going to the concert getting your friend getting your mm. family uh, out dressing up having a nice dinner before that having a nice cocktail in between and then supper afterwards that that is all part of this social um, thing it, it could appear to be very elitist uh, but there are also a lot of concerts now being uh, offered in unconventional places like in business parks in like uh, old uh, power stations so there are a lot of alternative uh, concerts where classical music is being played or new music is being played where uh, the experience can be totally different from this stifling, boring concert where you have to sit still and then clap at the appropriate moment. So we are kind of um, revamping all that. Uh, now a lot of these uh, young, younger uh, groups are doing that where we try to break the boundaries because we, we sense that this this might be a barrier to a lot of new audiences. Fantastic. So uh, I have time for two more questions for you. My next question is that <laughs> as you have uh, you know progressed in your own life, uh, have you seen the taste or the love for music amongst the audience uh, changing, or have you seen the the love for music between in the millennials and the Gen Zs evolving very differently from maybe the older people. Uh, 
I think um, the, the availability of streaming platforms mm -hmm. uh, totally changed the music uh, industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're just on YouTube or on Spotify, on Tidal, any of these networks, you mm -hmm. can uh, listen to um, a wide variety of music. Mm -hmm. And no, um, uh, someone who, who's perhaps not trained in a classical mm -hmm. uh, music might one day, because of let's say a, a film soundtrack, be mm. interested in Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, for example, right. or uh, another composer's classic work, mm. and then oh, actually this is quite interesting. Then there's a there's a door a window into into this uh, classic musics. Mm. Um, also, game music. Uh, actually has very uh, very well written scores to mm -hmm. to make the experience of uh, gaming mm -hmm. uh, and of, of course film music um, all these different uh, genres mm -hmm. employ classical musicians and and it's something about the full orchestra mm -hmm. or uh, this kind of uh, high fidelity sound that makes the the experience of gaming or uh, or experiencing a film that much deeper so so it, that there's a, a, definitely a lot of um, venues where audiences can can experience music experience music whether they like consciously know it or not it's is there for us to experience fantastic and my last question to you and this is for the many many viewers and listeners who will listen to our conversation Based on the amazing life you already had as a musician and all the work that you are doing, can you think of one or two lessons that you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation? For, um, for myself, I mean, there's nothing too profound. Um, the first would be uh, that to be stubborn mm -hmm. and to be persistent. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think maybe it comes from my name. My name actually in, in Chinese, it means uh, in, in growing, mm -hmm. um, mm. E is perseverance. So mm. in growing perseverance. So, so mm. in that sense, I, I mean, all musicians have to be very, uh, has to have a lot of grit. Mm. So, so that's what we need to have in whatever we decide that we mm. want to do. Uh, of course, you have to be passionate about it. Um, and the second thing um, that I can think of, it's uh, wait, I lost it. <laughs> Sorry, I, give me a moment. So that grit is the first. Uh, what's the second thing that I thought of? Not to worry, not to worry. That's ah, fine. <laughs> One is enough, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But on that note. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for sharing with me your amazing journey uh, as a musician. You seem to be doing so much, not just for the world of music, but for a lot of your audience as well, because I think they're beginning to appreciate all the great work you're doing. Thank you also for talking to me about your trilogy on Laksa shopping and uh, Kopitiam, and I'm going to certainly look for it uh, on YouTube uh, and listen to uh, and then watch the, the, the score a little bit more. Uh, finally, thank you for speaking to me again and good luck to you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom 
of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.